Hey guys, welcome back to What Lies Beneath. Uh, my name is Trevor Montgomery, and as always, I'm joined uh, by my co-host, Christian. What's going on, brother? Uh, just being the infallible filler as usual. I hope everyone's enjoying themselves. Um, there's no holiday coming up. It's August, so yeah, just uh, just enjoy the sweltering heat, and uh, um, I don't know what else. Uh Cardinals aren't doing well. Yeah, Cardinals suck, uh, kind of, but whatever. Pennant, pennant race is going south quick. So if you guys are non-Cardinals fans and like baseball, then you're probably doing all right. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, we, we apologize again for last week. Uh, we, were, we were planning on recording this episode last week, but uh, just kind of fell, fell through the cracks. Christian was getting ready for vacation. His family was over and stuff, and it was kind of – it was going to be rushed, and we didn't want to produce the shitty episode, so – what we, Trevor's saying is that we we don't encounter having a life too often. So when we do, uh, everything else goes to shit. Um, so we will we will do our best in the future to alleviate that. And practice makes perfect. But uh, but now I'm back to just having a few beers in the evening and figuring out what I'm going to eat and um, learning about uh, various conspiracies and murders. So <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like my life's back on track. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Did you, did you see any crazy people while you're in Florida? You went to Florida, right? Yes, I did go to Florida. Did the Panhandle, do you which is the, which is known for its crazy people. Yeah, did you remember the days when you could like sit up on your balcony or whatever? If you if you got lucky enough to have like the high one uh, right on the beach, and you could like shine your laser at people down at the beach. You ever do you ever do that shit? Well. I'm a I'm a mere peasant these days, uh, so I, I cannot afford the uh, wealthy white tower in order to shine down rays of lasers on unsuspecting victims. Uh, sounds like though that you were blessed with that luxury and that you were able to hopefully just shine lasers at people and and not chuck various objects at them. But uh, I I wish that you would elaborate, Trevor. Dude, speaking about objects, I was that I feel like I told you this. Maybe this is why you brought that up. But now I was sitting. We were, we were pretty high up and phalluses <laughs> do what phalluses continue my bad. All right. So we were up high in the balcony or whatever. And obviously we, I've been drinking a little, were you high on multiple levels? Yes. Now just, just physically, I wasn't like, no, oh, that's right. You were high on Christ. Yeah, dude. Spiritually high. Um, yeah. And, I don't know. I got this brilliant idea. I was like, hey, I bet I can make this beer bottle. Like, I bet I can launch it over. Like, there's this fence up on the beach. And I was like, I bet I can launch it over this thing. So, I, you know, I, I got back. You're talking in. about Trump's wall? Yeah, it was Trump's wall. And I took a curl hop and launched that thing. No one was out there because it was about the storm. Uh, but yeah, I made it, you know, for the record. And I went out and picked it up later. So, for those of you who are like, oh my God, he threw glass on the beach. What a. What an asshole. I picked it up. So Hey, that 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 could have been some homeless bastard's shelter. <laughs> he could have filled it up with that salt water and started drinking that shit out of the bottle. He might have been dead soon, but whatever. Uh so I wanted to read a couple of reviews that we've got so far. Uh, and I really do appreciate everyone who's left a review and uh, who's reached out to us personally. Uh, but Yes, Trevor has a much thicker skin than myself. I <laughs> I can't handle any criticism whatsoever, so uh, I'm going to plug my ears for this segment. 
Well, I do wanted to say one thing. If you guys aren't new here, you've never heard us before, this is your first time, you know, we do make really bad jokes. We are kind of lame. We do say the F-bomb sometimes. So if that, you know, turn us off now, if that's going to offend you, because I'd rather you not listen than you leave a one star. But these we're are, natural, man. We're natural. Yeah. And these, these reviews I'm about to read are five stars. So um, definitely send us your reviews. We'll read them on the on the uh, next live episode. But I'll start off. This one is from the original Pickle Dick. I feel like I know this. I feel like I know that name, but I don't know who it is. But is they, it dill or sweeten or uh, was it bread and butter? Yeah, dill or bread and butter. You know, and man. remember a, a kosher a kosher dick is always circumcised. <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's a uh, Jewish joke. Damn, that's harsh, man. I was, I'm, I'm like, hey, it, it, it's not, it's not shots fired by any means. I'm sure I'm one fiftieth or one twentieth or even one eighth. Who knows? Yeah, I'm one fiftieth. Uh, but all right, the ancestry.com, you know. Yeah, <laughs> there's a black baby somewhere down the line. <laughs> I think I'm the only white Trevor Montgomery out there. So the next one. This one, speak for yourself. Yeah, this next one is from just a bunch of letters. It says J D H S N D J X J S H. So you know what? I don't even care that you didn't take time to make a cool name. They said spooky true, and they said probably the best and most truthful podcast I've listened to, and very entertaining. Uh, I feel like this was somebody that is trying to you know sweeten us up a little bit because they want money or something. But thanks. Next one is that guy with the eyes. That's, that's kind of creepy. That kind of reminds me of the person we're talking about today. Uh, they said, uh, love these guys. And they said, Trevor and Christian are always fun to listen to. They discuss conspiracies in a fun new way that keeps you entertained throughout. Appreciate that. That guy with the eyes. I well, love, damn, I would, I'm getting all warm and fuzzy inside. Holy shit. I'm getting sexually aroused. I want to stare this guy in the eyes. Um, the next one, uh, this one... Uh, his name is Willie Zook. He says, great show so far. He said, you guys are off to a really good start. If you stick with it, I think you're going to have a pretty popular show. And he said, Trevor, Indy is only about 45 minutes south of me. So if you ever want to, or if you ever want someone to go check out some spooky places with, let me know. I'd be happier than a priest in a boy's locker room to do some ghost hunting with you. <laughs> he said, keep up the good work. I don't yeah. know who you are, Willie Zook, um, but reach Sounds out. Sounds like to a us. guy worth interviewing. I don't. I don't know what he knows, but it's probably probably the same amount as what we do. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, dude, I, that'd be awesome. Christian and I would love to do that. I don't know where exactly you're based out of, but reach out to us on Instagram. I think in the show notes you can find it. I have it linked in there. Uh, reach out to us, shoot us a DM. Uh, we could probably work something out in the future. But the proposal uh, that I was talking to Christian about before the show. So, all right, this is something that I want to start doing. Um, so if you guys leave a review, uh, you leave a five-star rating review and you send a picture of it and email it to us at whatliesbeneathpodcast at gmail.com, we will send you a free sticker. Uh, that's just a little promotion that we want to do. Uh, it'll help us grow and you guys will get some pretty dope stickers. Uh, so yeah, shoot us some emails. We'll be looking for those and uh, we will shout you out on the next episode, like I said. But I think we've rambled on far too much. So 
I think we should get into. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with our topic today. So, so what? What is our topic? It's. Uh, I, I believe it's uh, accessorizing with fine leather. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, so we are doing Ed Gein. Um, pretty sure Gein, that's how you. Gein, Gein. If someone could actually correct the now auf Deutsch, yeah. the, um, es ist uh, Gein, aber ich weiß nicht. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this guy is, I don't know, I've heard a couple other podcasts out there do him and cover him. Um, Specifically, one of the more popular ones probably is last podcast on the left. I don't know, they kind of stretched it into three episodes and I kind of thought that was unnecessary. So um, we're going to do it in one and, you know, if, if we're not as good, sorry, but we don't care about them. So he was, his full name, Edward Theodore Gein. That's a sexy name right there. That's a serial killer name. Uh, he was known as the Butcher of Plainfield. So born to slay. He was. He grew up in Lacrosse County, Wisconsin. So, uh, for those of you uh, that are from not our to be hometown, confused with the shitty flavored water, Lacroix. Those things taste like ass, dude. I don't know why people like those. It's like a strawberry factory blew up fifty miles away from a stream. Dude, I tried one of those. I was like, oh, you know, this is probably going to be decent. It it tastes like it's bad. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. So It has, it has bubbles. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I digress. He was born in La Crosse County. It's a super, super small town in Wisconsin. They probably had a stoplight, you know, maybe a convenience store, grocery store. Uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, he, this is back in... Uh, the early 1900s, so 1906 through 1984. He actually lived a pretty long life, surprisingly. But, uh, you know, he was known as the Butcher of Plainfield, like I mentioned before. And, you know, there have been well, a lot. When, when of, you said just surprisingly long life, uh, he just he just deserved to die at an early age? Or he's just like, yeah, that's kind of long. I mean, I kind of feel like, I don't know, man. I feel like he kind of deserved to die sooner than that. <laughs> But I don't know. It nature took its course eventually. So yeah, so he grew up in this very very small town. Uh, he there have been a bunch of movies and TV shows and books written about him uh, and produced. Uh, you guys have probably heard of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's one of my most favorite movies uh, as far as like horror movies go. Uh, and then. Psycho is a, it's a book that was later turned into a movie the following year. It was a book. And, yes, it was. And then I think it was by, I don't know, Hitchcock turned it into a movie. I think Alfred I Hitchcock didn't even write this story. He was a, he was a director. Yeah. He was the, he was the one that did like the movie. And then also you have uh, Bates motel, which is like a newer show kind of based on it. And I think Bates motel kind of describes and, goes along with Edward's story. And as you, as we go along with the story, I'll kind of make references and points to it. And I won't try to like spoil it for you. I just want to compare it. So you guys kind of get it if you've ever watched it. Uh, But let's see here. I think we should get started in his uh, early childhood life. So let's see here. Like we said, he's born in lacrosse and then later they moved to uh, playing field. So let's start off with his parents. His parents were a piece of work. Uh, his dad, you know, typical 
you know, problems with your dad, serial killer type stuff. Uh, dad's an alcoholic. He's, he's a drunk. He's an asshole. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they ever mentioned him being abusive or anything like that. Um, In fact, the opposite. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Ed or Edward, whatever you want to call him. He did have a lot of feminine, uh, traits and stuff. And his dad did not like that. That's for sure. But, We'll kind of get into why he had some of those traits a little bit later on. Um, but, uh, Ed, I'm gonna, I think I want to call him Theodore, kind of. Theodore? Theo, uh, like <laughs> the Cosby show, the other rapist. Yeah, the other rapist. That'd, that'd be a good episode, too. <laughs> There's, dude, there, what's up with all the these, father, like, sex The candles? father of Theo. It's not Theo. Theo was not the rapist. He was just... Anyway, continue. Yeah, and... Um, so Augusta, on the other hand, uh, what a name, uh, man, it doesn't yeah. sound presumptuous. Augusta. She sounds, sounds like sexy. Empress of fucking Wisconsin. She sounds hot, dude. I mean, it just, just bestows cheese curds and, and, uh, fresh lake water on people. <laughs> maybe some, maybe some walleye. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Let's see here. Yeah, so his mom, Augusta, she was kind of more of like a controlling figure. And I feel like she was the dominant parent, uh, even though uh, George, which is his dad's name, I feel, you know, even though he was an alcoholic and stuff like that, and he was always angry, uh, you know, I feel like Augusta was the one that kind of ran the house. She had the pants. Um, and honestly, I feel like she probably put a strap on and just put it to George a few times a week. So. That poor guy, he was drunk. He didn't know what the hell's going on. He's getting raped by Augusta. Yeah, that was a colonoscopy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, George didn't, uh, he wasn't able to keep a job for that long. He, he moved uh, from job to job. He was a carpenter. Uh, he was a, a tanner, which back in that, in those days, uh, seemed like a pretty lucrative position in, in Wisconsin because it's a huge hunting community. Uh, and he was also leather work, a, right? Tanner is uh, yeah, yeah, specific yeah. Leather. term for tanner or uh, leather work. Yeah, yeah. And he was also an insurance salesman. And what I think is really cool about this, uh, the Tanner thing, uh, in Bates Motel, the TV show, uh, Norman is the name. It's Norman Bates in that show. Uh, he gets fascinated with stuffing animals, dead animals, and like kind of it's, it's almost like an artwork like he's super fascinated with uh cutting them open and then stuffing them and then uh i don't know what the actual term is taxidermy yeah. they put animals on display after yeah, yeah, them. yeah exactly yeah taxidermy he was super fascinated in that and i just kind of thought that was cool that they put that little detail in there uh because uh in the real story you know how it really goes his dad was the one that was actually kind of into that and it kind of makes you wonder if you know he saw that as a young child and maybe it kind of, I don't know, put it, put the thought into his head at least to start doing this to humans later on, as you'll see. But uh, George, uh, they also owned a local grocery store uh, for a little while, uh, and then they eventually sold that. And then with the funds that they got from that, they were able to move out uh, to a small farm out in Plainfield. And what was so awesome about this farm is it's an isolation. So even more awesome. reason... Yeah, even honestly, want to see this place. I feel like if it's still standing, I'm not sure if it is, but um, if it is, I would really love to go there. But 
uh, we'll go back a little bit. We'll go back to uh, why Ed, I, th- I think, is so f- messed up. His mom, man, she was insane. Um, so when they were younger, um, I don't know if I mentioned yet, but uh, Ed has a brother named Henry. And I think they uh, portray Henry, uh, Norman Bates' brother in uh, Bates Motel. I think they portray that really well, how he was normal and the rest of the family was kind of just off the walls, bonkers. Um, and you know, he kind of separated himself, but, um, so as children, uh, their mom, Augusta, they would, or she would have them sit next to her every single night. And she would read from, a Proverbs was one of the more, uh, popular, you know, stories that she would read every night to them. And one of the stories was basically saying that, um, if you are basically no women is, uh, is right for you. They're all sluts and prostitutes and you will die, um, by the sword of what they say. So something along those lines, that's obviously a rough interpretation of the actual passage, but it comes from Proverbs. Um, and so she demonized women and, you know, she just despised, you know, alcohol and all that, which if she despised it so much, I, I my curiosity is, you know, why did she let George stay in the house? You know, if, if he's an alcoholic, that is kind of threw me a little bit, but, uh, and Oh, you're talking about the hypocrisy. So here she, she tolerates her husband just getting drunk to excess. Um, but yet, yet she's so adhering to the religious institutions and, and men just remarking about, uh, the alleged charlottes and things like that. Charlottes. Yeah, exactly. Charlottes, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that I, I read somewhere, or I, I may have heard this somewhere else that they did this all the way up until Henry was about 38 and Ed was 34 years old. So talk about 40 year old version. Like these guys, like it, their mom had, uh, those two boys balls like, in the so vice. Messed up. <laughs> yeah like she was a major cock block uh, i read i read that in school you know ed was kind of like a he just always had this shitty you know shitty and grin on his face he was kind of always just awkward uh, people would talk about um you know it it could be like, Oh, my dog just died. And he would just be sitting there awkwardly laughing. Um, and so he, his mannerisms were kind of off. He would do things hey, well, at, hold, at hold awkward up, times. People, people had no, I mean, this is the twenties, thirties and forties. People had no realization for comedic relief. Come on. <laughs> yeah. He was ahead of his well, time. I mean, he was the Billy Crystal of the twenties. <laughs> I don't want to give this guy too much credit. He's a fucking sicko. He's a sicko if you because think- people to understand him. Okay. Come on. <laughs> come on. Leather, leather, every upholstery, leather upholstery is a, a lucrative business these days. And even back then. So at least he was a true capitalist. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, so let's see. I was talking about, um, how they did. Yeah. There were 40 year old virgins basically. Uh, so back in school, uh, you know, he didn't have many friends and he really wasn't allowed to leave the property outside of school. So also in Bates Motel, uh, that's portrayed really well, too. Uh, you know, he tries to go out with different girls or, you know, and, and his mom is quick to say, oh, you can't have you hang seen out with her. some She's of the girls the in Bates Motel. 
Yeah, they do. Do you yeah, know, know do you know the blonde love interest that's very that occurs very early in the the seasons? Uh Yep. She was no spoilers. No spoilers in case anyone's not seen this. I just want to like make uh, comparisons. An attractive I think they blonde do really chick great. likes Norman Bates. Use your imagination. He's obviously <laughs> bored at yeah. home, and uh, it's a small town. So there you go. Those are all the uh, preconceived conditions that uh, need to occur. Anyway, um, she's also in uh, well, what's the movie? Transformers. Oh, I think okay. so. Yeah, she's 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 a babe. So, and yeah, his, his mom, like I said, she was a huge cock. But like she, like uh, I remember reading about Norman getting a friend, and she immediately said, like you know, she yelled at him and got super pissed off. Oh, you can't have a friend, blah blah blah. And I'm I'm the only one that you can be friends with. And so she had them under a vice for sure. So let's see here. Now, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm, I got lost in my notes here. Um, yeah, so a lot of her preachings, like I was, was saying, is uh, it's about women. So every time they would bring uh, some type of female up in a conversation or anything like that, she would immediately throw it out the way. And, you know, they, they just never talked about it. And I also heard somewhere that, like, after these Bible teachings, she was saying, like, she was teaching them like masturbation and stuff like, Oh, you don't need no woman. All you need is uh, what? Your, your right hand. Basically. Yeah. I, all you need is Rosie Palmer. <laughs> and I don't Not know if Jill. it's true. I don't know where I heard that from. I don't know. Whichever you prefer, man. She goes whichever by many prefer. names. Yeah. Or he, we and, don't discriminate. And if this is the case, I feel like she was probably sitting in the same room, like, you know, teaching them and watching them, telling them, Probably telling them to hey stick it on this table and be with the hammer. <laughs> that's probably, how do you think that's maybe how it went? Huh. Maybe that's why it was so fucked up. That's different. Yeah, I don't know if that's one hundred percent true. I, I I did hear that though. So, all right, April. Hey, 1st, at least she was realistic. Oh. She's like, yeah, you know, they got to do something. Well, he had, he had a mental issue of some sort, obviously, but back in those days, you know, uh, as far as, um, what's the word? Mental handicap. I don't know. Like mental, like, yeah, like mental illnesses and stuff that, that wasn't really a thing. People used to do, what's the thing called? Like a lumbotomy or something like that? Yeah. They, they'd stick a, they'd stick a sharp needle through your nasal cavity and scramble the, uh, cerebellum. I believe it was the cerebellum. My, whatever portion of my brain, the cerebellum or cerebrum is not developed enough to know which one that is. (laughs) Basically what that would do though, is just, it would, it would turn them brain dead. And, you know, they thought that was the fix, but you know, back in those times, there really wasn't, you know, classification of a mental illness, at least from, my own understanding. I, John I don't, F. Kennedy's don't sister experienced that. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Yeah, that's the Bro Ohio podcast covered the Kennedy family, and they talked about that. That was un, that was insane, dude. I had no yes. idea the beloved Kennedy. And she was very sexually active, and they wanted to prohibit her. She's a nymphomaniac, and um, she's allegedly the most attractive Kennedy. But anyway, we're not discussing the Kennedys now. That is a future future discussion, uh, probably many parts. Yeah. No pun intended. No skull fractures. Mm-hmm. Fragments being shot out on 
God, Daily Plaza in 1963. Excuse me, November 22nd, 1963. Um, yeah. Italian Carcano rifle uh, from the Texas School Book Depository. Anyway. All right, let's get on. Get this, on this, is what you, this is what your brother was talking. This is what your brother was talking about. He's like, you guys get too distracted. And Since so, when I listen to my brother, Alec, we're, yeah, Alec, we're sorry, bro. We're we're getting on with it. Uh, so on uh, April first, nineteen forty, shithead George. This is when he bit the dust. I believe it said that he died um, from heart failure. Uh, but basically he drank himself to death and he died. He died at uh, 66 years old. Uh, and, and after this, you know, they didn't have uh, any means of income. Uh, their mom was basically, you know, she wasn't doing shit either. And they were all just sitting around the house. And so uh, Henry and uh, Theodore or Ed, they started doing odd jobs around the town. Uh, and you know what was kind of weird about I mean, this they filled whole in potholes on streets of first, third, fifth, seventh, and ninth. Yeah, that's probably all the streets they had in that town. Odd jobs. <laughs> and, or God, they chopped. Or, or, that, that or, was or if you're a James Bond fan, they chopped down trees with a top hat. Yeah. Um, and so, what was weird is you know the the town the townspeople, they looked at Ed and, and, um, Henry as to be nice people, trustworthy. Uh, you know, they could do pretty well anything. They even babysat a couple of the people's kids, which man, if you ever, once you see the picture of Ed or maybe you already have, I mean, he's just this weird looking dude always has a, an awkward smile on his face. One of his eyes is a little bit droopy. Um, Man, I don't know. Maybe it was different times back then, but nowadays, 110% of the time, that would never happen. He would never be babysitting. He'd probably be locked up somewhere. Um, but that was, this is before, you know, obviously he, he went off the deep end. Uh, but let's see. Uh, so one time they were burning stuff. This was four years later. They were burning stuff on the property. Um, and somehow randomly Ed uh, noticed that Henry was missing. Um, so he called the local authorities and uh, the authorities came onto the property. And the, the weird thing about it is, is that um, Ed led the police straight to Henry. So uh, foul play really wasn't like a thing the police even thought of. They just assumed that uh, he uh, you know, there's too much heavy smoke. He breathed it in and he died that way. Um, but that didn't explain, uh, the bruises on his head. So he died by blunt force and it was never proved, but I think that Ed Gein was probably the culprit. I don't know. Um, they never really questioned him about it though. Like I said, they kind of just dismissed it and that was the end of that. Uh, but I think that's kind of where, it all starts for Ed because soon after, um, let's see, soon after that, uh, so now it was just Gein and his mother. They were the only ones left in the house. Uh, it just got even creepier. Um, now their two can be together. Um, you know, like I said before in the beginning, I said that Gein had a lot of these uh, feminine uh, properties about him. He, yeah, yeah. I used just he always wanted to be a girl and you know, he's just he just wanted to express himself and he wasn't really able to. 
Um, now, his, now that his dad's dead and his brother, and speaking about his brother real fast, one thing I forgot to mention is that he would oftentimes bring up how weird uh, Gein and his mother's relationship were together. Uh, and, and you know, Ed would get super defensive. And in Norman Bates, uh, or sorry, in Bates Motel, Norman, he would do the same. His brother would get, or he, he would question Norman about uh, his I don't know, weird, I don't know, the weird shit he did with his mom. Like he would sleep with his mom. Uh, you know, he would kiss his mom on the lips. Like he was super close with his mom. Um, and in a really weird way, not like a, you know, kiss your mom cause you love her, but like, cause he really, really loved her like sexually. I feel like, um, and he would get super defensive and he would almost like lose his mind and go crazy and start beating the shit out of people. Uh, he almost killed his brother in the show. Um, sorry if I just ruined it for some people, but I think that's in like the first season. So, a lot of shit happens after that, but I just kind of thought that was cool because, uh, you know, that's pretty good detail right there that they added in. Cause when you like an original story like this, it's easy to like over exaggerate things or it's easy to leave out minor details. Uh, but, uh, let's see. So shortly after, uh, the thing happened with Henry, uh, Augusta had a stroke, and, um, you know, ever since she had this stroke, Gein basically committed his life to taking care of his mother. So, you know, the relationship got even stronger. Uh, in 1945, uh, Gein recounted that he and his mother, uh, they visited a man named uh, Smith. Let's see here. Yeah, Smith, who lived nearby. They were purchasing straw um, and Smith was seen beating the dog and uh, basically he beat it to death and Augusta was extremely pissed off at this situation and what bothered her wasn't uh, the brutality towards the dog uh, but surprisingly enough it was just the presence of this other woman so basically she was almost like jealous of this other woman and well, I don't know dude there's, there's a lot of weird shit but we're kind of giving you uh, the quick explanation of this story because the fun part is to come. So, um, uh, she, you know, she had a stroke very soon after again, and this one ultimately, uh, led her to kick the bucket as well. Um, and she died on December 29th, 1949 or sorry, 1945. And she was 67. So these people are actually living, you know, a pretty decently long life for how much of a shithead they were. But this is what led Ed to go over the edge. Here this we is go. what started Climb Leatherface. Yeah, this is what started Leatherface. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, one person said that this event was basically, he put it in the words that uh, Ed lost his only friend and one true love. And now he was absolutely alone in the world. That's kind of how he felt. Um, so now Gein was left to himself on the farm and he basically let the farm go to shit um, except for Augusta's room and a couple of the other rooms that Augusta spent a lot of time in. So he would, he preserved those rooms. He made them really nice. He left them how they were and then he boarded them up. Uh, and then basically everywhere else in the house was a shithole, you know, drywall coming off the walls. Uh, shit was broken. Uh, dishes were piled up, trash everywhere, you know, just your run of the mill redneck 
you know, house in a small town. So, um, let's see. Yeah. He, he basically stayed to himself in a very small room next, uh, next to the kitchen. You know, all you need is a shitter in a kitchen and you're, you know, a bed and you're good to go. So around this time, this is, you know, he started to get fascinated with anatomy books, surprisingly enough. And he also read about, uh, death cult and uh, adventure stories uh, those mainly including cannibals uh, and also Nazis so he was reading some pretty fucked up shit and he was not a cannibal I just want to throw that out there he uh, he did not eat any like dead bodies or anything like that he was just he's kind of a, a sicko in a, his own unique way so you know, after this, he was still working, you know, odd, odds and end jobs. He worked for the road crew. Uh, he worked for a couple of farmers. I mean, again, people loved him around the town. You know, they thought he was kind of an oddball, but uh, they all trusted kind of him. Kind the they odd idiot. They, they, they thought he was tranquil, which to a point maybe he was. But uh, um, but definitely there's a, a sinister element involved with this. And you know what, actually... The scary thing is, the sinister element may be that he is com- he was completely ignorant of any of the acts or any of the any of the uh, uh, instincts that he felt or impulses that may have uh, consumed him at the points of of uh, his his heinous acts. But anyway, I digress. Trevor, you may continue. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I, I kind of agree with you. I wonder if. He was sort of in this state of mind where he didn't, he really didn't have any control. He's almost like a second personality because they, they portray that in Bates Motel where he doesn't really, he doesn't know what he just did. And then he like wakes up. That's basically how they kind of explain it. And they never mentioned that really in this, but I, you know, I kind of wonder if over the years his mom, you know, fucked him up enough in order for him to believe in all this shit and, you know, had these sort of like almost like, he turned into like a werewolf at night and then woke up and was like, what the fuck just happened? So uh, now we're going to start getting into some of the crimes. Uh, so on the morning of November 16th, 1957, um, Plainfield hardware store owner, Bernice Worden disappeared. Uh, and Ed was a pretty popular customer in the store. He oftentimes came in there. Uh, one of the items that he was looking for, uh, he was waiting for the antifreeze to be restocked. So, you know, that kind of throws up a red flag immediately. What do you need antifreeze for? Unless, you know, you know, the vehicle back then needed it. But I don't know, man. I feel like that wasn't the issue. Although I don't know what antifreeze, like what would antifreeze be used for? Do you have any idea? It's like, a cool Could one. it be used to... Is there, is there, a, would yes, it have it, any... Farm implements, anything, any, anything involving a combustion engine to be utilized for. Could it be utilized for anything like, like for preserving stuff? I don't, I or don't do what know. I have. Um, but I, it doesn't freeze. It has an oil. I think it's, it, it, I don't know if it's an oil component or what it is, but it, it, it mixes with the water, um, and, uh, provides a coolant. Yeah. So I don't, maybe, maybe that's just a red flag in my mind. Maybe I read it as something else, but you know, if it was acid, then that would have definitely been a, a red flag, but, uh, nonetheless, so, um, let's see. Yeah. The, a resident reported that the store had been closed and this was around a peak 
of the deer hunting season there. And, uh, one, one resident knows that, had, that hasn't opened yet. And that was, you know, that was unlike, uh, Bernice and in small towns, you know, word travels fast. People all have their little niche and, you know, people know, uh, everybody in small towns. And so deputy Frank Warden, warden or warden whatever he uh, was the father of bernice and he was out deer hunting and he came back and he got to the store around 5 p.m and let's see he he opened the door to find uh, blood all over the store uh, or all over the floor kind of next to the cash register and the cash register was open um, shit was just kind of everywhere and uh, he told the investigators that Ed Gein had been in the store the evening before his mother's disappearance. Or sorry, I guess Bernice was Frank's mother. I had that I had that wrong. No worries though. Um, on that same evening, though, um, Ed Gein was pretty much the only suspect, and they arrested him. Um, at the and at this time, they didn't really have proof or anything, um, but you know they were about to get that, as you'll see. So. They, you know, they didn't back then. I guess they didn't need search warrants. So they said, this "Fuck it, we're gonna go search this guy's house." So, hey, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Johnny, there. Let um, uh, can we go in your home there, boy, and uh, and kind of kind of get a beer, uh, cheese cards, and uh, check out your uh, cellar, man. Gotta make sure your gotta make sure your meat locker only has cattle in it, boy. I don't think they're Irish, but boy, sounds some, good. You know, kind of laying in for the effect. Yeah, dude. But yes, I, it was a more lax time. They were able to accomplish mm-hmm. investigations like this. Uh, but at the same token, I, I think people were more horrified by crimes of this nature in that time period anyway, too. So it, it, it goes hand in hand. Uh, it was more taboo. But 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 you have to realize in 1950, population in the United States was 150 million. Half of what it is now. Let, less than half of what it is now. So yeah. we, well, you got you start having these psycho these these psychos and serial killers pop up kind of here and there, um, kind of increase towards the towards the end of the twentieth century, and then uh, then you have some crazy shit happen in the twenty first century. All these school shootings. It's incredible what happens when you put all of the all, you know they have this population density without any war or serious disease or anything to cause the general population to be concerned or even even unite against a common common enemy uh, but anyway that's some heavy shit i'll let trevor continue yeah um and so this is where it gets fun. So they raided the property. Um, and, and one fact I forgot to mention earlier, they didn't have uh, plumbing or anything uh, or electricity in this house. So uh, I think they, they raided uh, the place at nighttime. Um, they, they went into the house, you know, they saw like, like I was mentioning before, it was shitty in there. Um, not, you know, that then they saw a couple of the boarded rooms and they opened it up and they're like, you know, this is weird. Like this is, you know, pristine. It's a little dusty, but it's super clean and kept up and the rest of it's shit. Um, but then they went into the shed out back and this is where it gets fun. So, um, well actually, yeah, yeah. In the shed. So they found, 
they found Bernice. They found her in the shed, uh, hung up like a, deer. like a deer. If you if you if you do a Google image search, it's rather disturbing. That's the thing. I'm I'm a very visual guy. Um, I can't read very well. I'm basically illiterate. However, what I what I tend to do is is plug in the respective subject inside Google images, and it's incredible what you find. Um, I would highly suggest it if you're interested. Uh, it definitely shows some gruesome images. Um, but anyway, Trevor, you were exactly right. She was good at looking. Yeah, and, yeah. And her head was chopped off, and you know she was hung up with the metal bar um, across her ankles. Basically, I don't if you've ever if you've ever seen a deer, then you're going to know what I'm talking about. Um, and so, yeah, it was obvious that she was dead. So or it was obvious that Ed Gein was the murderer. Um, and so when they searched the house, sorry, this is what I was trying to get to uh, bef- before, um, but I wanted to get on with Bernice. But anyways, in the house, um, this is what they found. They found whole human bones and fragments. Uh, they found waste baskets made of human skin. They found skulls on his bedpost female skulls, some of them with the tops uh, sawn off. Um, he, and then basically what those, what he would do with the, the skulls that he sawed off the top of, he would use those as bowls. Um, and he actually did use them as bowls. Some of them had remaining stuff in it, remaining food. Um, they well, also made a corset food, made like- from like soup or whatever, something oh, like that. Okay, I was going to say yeah. like remnants of the flesh and the organs. And- no, 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 no. He he actually used it for like a bowl. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah. I was just hoping that he cleaned it out. At least, you know, put it put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> put it in the dishwasher, Jesus Christ. And then they found a corset made from a female torso skin from shoulder to waist. So a corset is like a little thing that like wraps around or it's like a tight little shirt that a woman wears. And like we said, he was super into his mom and he wanted to he basically wanted to be a, a female, but, uh, you know, in those times it was, you know, he couldn't be, uh, what's the Jenner guy's name? He couldn't really come out of the closet like that. So he kind of had to just, he was trapped inside of a man's body, but he wanted to be a woman. Well, Bruce slash Caitlin Bruce. ran out of the closet. I mean, ran. <laughs> yeah. And he also found, or they also found leggings made from human leg skin. Um, they, they found masks made from the skin of female heads. So that's kind of where the Texas Chainsaw Leatherface. How do they know that? How do they know that anyway? That's a that's a female skin right there. Well, uh, back in 1957, what, what what type of technology do you think they were privy to? I mean, it access. I'm sure to. it had hair and stuff on it. Still, I mean, it, it was probably pretty brittle, but or maybe the detectives slept with every woman in that county and they're like, Oh, that that skin looks familiar. That's definitely a woman's skin. You never know, man. You never know. It was Wisconsin. Maybe the aliens were helping them trying to figure this case out. Uh, (laughs) man, we're, 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 we're tying stuff in here. That's complete. That was a complete lie. Don't quote me on that. Um, so they also found, uh, so this is, you know, that's kind of where the idea of Leatherface, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came from. Um, the whole cutting off Bates Motel, I, in, I Psycho, nineteen sixty. Yeah. So 
now the next part this is kind of fascinating too this was this is the second person that he has allegedly killed so bernice was the first one he he was only um it was only alleged that he killed two people um but we'll we'll get to how he found all these other pieces and all these other body parts and stuff here in a minute but uh, they found Mary Hogan's face uh, mask in a paper bag, and they also found Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Now, that, dude, this that's just imagine being a detective back in um, you know the early 1900s, walking in a house and seeing all this shit. <laughs> I, would, I would quit, dude. I'd be so terrified. Uh, Bernice, uh, they found Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. They found. They found uh, her heart in a plastic bag that was in front of Gein's uh, pot-bellied stove. Hey, hey, you know what? At least he enclosed it in a container. You know, he's he's at least trying to clean up his his own residence. I, I have immense respect for this individual. I'm just like I'm just curious. Like he it said that he was reading anatomy books and stuff. Like was he trying to like you know dissect this heart and look at it? You know, try to learn about it or like you know why like why why keep a heart like what's the purpose like i understand the faces and stuff because he wanted to become a female so he could wear those or whatever and kind of hide behind his identity but i don't know um and then they also found nine uh vulva or vulva in a shoebox which basically um a vagina in a box nine of them and yeah, that's kind of fucked up too. He, what was he? It's my in a box. <laughs> it's my vulva Nine in, in a, a box. box. Yeah, he was. He used these two, or he wore these over his his you know dick and balls to cover that up so he could look like a a female. Because back then they didn't have the surgery and the procedures to push your dick up inside of you. So all you know, he did the next best thing he could. Uh, yes, put nine vulva <laughs> over that region yes isn't yes. there a car called isn't there like a car called a vulva or something it's, you know what i'm talking volvo. about volvo volvo oh, okay it's, it's nonetheless it's a shitty looking car anyways so if you drive it we're sorry but we only drive the best here kia optimus <laughs> and jeep liberty or wait what do you have you don't have a jeep liberty anymore good old grand cherokee man cherokee. upgraded that thing's badass it's tight it's tight yeah, and then they also found a young girl's dress and uh, the vulvas Ooh, of two man. females judged to have been about 15 years old. So, yikes. Uh, they also found a belt made from female human nipples, which I'm actually impressed. <laughs> like, uh, could you imagine? That's precision cutting. Could you, like... Precision cutting. Like I said before, man, his dad, you know, he was into leather working and stuff like that. It just kind of makes me wonder if... I don't know if that has any ties or anything, but he was obviously good at making, you know, clothing or whatever out of leather. But somehow Ed Ed Gein took it a step further and made clothing out of human body parts and skin. But let's see. They also found four noses. Uh, They found a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring or well, drawstring. And Hmm. that's interesting. They found a lampshade made from the skin of a human face. They found uh, also found fingernails um, from female fingers. Uh, and the only reason it's females is because, um, you know, she, his uh, infatuation his, with his own mother. Yeah, exactly. He was he identified with, with with women much much more than men. It had nothing to do with them. Didn't respect them. 
So he decided to exclusively take body parts and flesh from women. Yeah. <laughs> and all right. So this is the, this is kind of a funny little fact that I saw a little documentary. I, I was watching part of it. Um, and they said that at, at the start, you know, Ed wasn't really talking much. He wouldn't talk. And then he's, they finally got him to talk, but his basically his last request was give me a slice of apple pie. Um, and then it was something else um, for me personally, it'd probably have to be like, you know, give me a blue moon, give me a slice of pizza and you can do whatever the fuck you want with me. That's basically what his last wish was. Uh, he said he would talk and, you know, he would, he would tell them everything and then, you know, they could do whatever the hell they wanted to with them. Uh, so this is another part of it where I think maybe he had sort of these, you know, psycho, like out of body second personality where he didn't know what was going on because, um, he eventually told them that most of the body parts were from um, his 40 nocturnal visits to three local graveyards. Uh, basically, he you said 40 for zero yeah, as, he, in, 40. as in plus 30 as in 20 times two as in, and as in five times eight. That's an incredible amount. Yeah, dude, I'm glad you can do math. 80 divided by two. <laughs> 40 times one. Yeah. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, and let's see. Yeah, so he even says that when he was going into the graveyards, he was sort of in like a daze-like state, kind of like what I was saying before. And he said on about 30 of these, he came out of the daze while he was in the cemetery. Um, and on those 30 different times, he said that he, he left the grave in good order and returned home empty-handed. But the other 10 cases, he came home not empty handed. And most of these graves were like Christian was saying, they were all women around the age of his mother. Obviously there's a, a couple of younger women, which I don't understand. It's like strange. This, it's it. Yeah. The, the, there's, there's a lot of inconsistency with this occurrence. It's like they pegged all these occurrences on this one individual. That's just me. I, I think, I think he was truly insane. He didn't know what he was doing and he may have committed some of these crimes, but you have a lot of unsolved murders. It's very easy, or unsolved just crimes in general. It's very easy to just peg it on one one individual. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so on the other occasions, like I was saying, he dug up the graves of recently buried middle-aged women that he thought resembled his mother. And so these were the ones he took home. Uh, so and, wait a minute, you know, how, how do you cans. think he discovered that? Uh, their pictures are posted in the obituary or, Hey, you know what? Uh, let's go around the graveyard, pull up uh, some coffins and get some verification there. Well, you know, honestly, I think like I was saying, it's such a small town that he probably, you know, even though he didn't really, he wasn't able to get out a, a lot. I think he did know a lot of the people still. Um, and, and so I, and you know, he was around doing odd jobs for people so he was well known in the community i'm sure he saw a lot of people so i think maybe this is how um, he was able to you know recognize some of these women but nonetheless uh the, the police were they were just so shocked and concerned how one man was able to go out into the cemetery and dig up a grave by himself and, you know unless unless these graves were buried super shallow you know not to code uh, that's that's the only way I could think of because they back then they didn't have you know they, they didn't just pull out a backhoe and bear and, and dig it up in ten minutes. He probably took them hours on end just to, to dig up one. 
Um, and then, it, like I said, it even took him some time to rebury some of the other ones when he woke up from the days. Um, let's see. Yeah. So yeah, like I was saying, they were, um, they were curious because they're like, you know, how could one man, uh, how was he capable of single-handedly doing this? So they were trying to uh, pull in somebody else that would have, may have helped him, uh, but they couldn't find anybody. They didn't have any other possible suspects. So I, you know, I really do think it was him. Uh, let's see. Uh, a couple of the caskets that they did find, uh, they actually, he, you know, they were like, oh, you know, did this guy really dig it up? Um, they buried up a couple, or sorry, they dug up a couple of them, and they found a crowbar in a couple of them, and then in some they they found remaining body parts, so pieces of the the person was missing, uh, the bones or whatever. Actually, it was recently buried, so it wouldn't have been just pure bones yet. But the bodies yeah. were intact. Here, here's the incredible thing: he would have to reach in those graves, access the bodies, and sever the limbs individually. Yeah, that's that is a significant amount of effort. First off, they're buried at, at six foot deep. Do you realize how much effort is required to move, remove that much dirt? I don't know what the density of dirt is, yeah. mud, whatever it may be. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to cover in one night. And let alone access the grave, access the coffin, pull off the lid, vault, access the actual body, take whatever portions you want it, it's it is so extensive it, it's just it, it amazes me how this happened with 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 little knowledge from him that this actually occurred yeah and it was it was well known though that he had a lot of like strength just be, you know he was always helping out with farms and stuff so maybe this is how he gained the strength and stamina and stuff to be able to do this but it's even, a good point still a good even point. still man i don't know uh let's see um, so <laughs> an odd fact, and like I said, he's not a cannibal, um, nor does he take part in, uh, necrophilia, which is fucking dead bodies, I think. Um, so he he's on the nose, man. Yeah. So, you know, like, like we've said all along, he loved his mother so much. Uh, basically he admitted to creating a woman suit so that he could escape from his own identity and become his mother. Um, basically literally crawling into her, her own skin, uh, so they questioned him about the necrophilia thing and he basically denied it saying like, hell no, like these bodies smell too bad. They smell like shit. I'm not, I didn't fuck them. So, uh, he did also admit, uh, to shooting Mary Hogan, um, that she was a tavern owner. He often went to the tavern. He kind of took out after his dad started drinking. No surprise there. So, uh, and she had been missing since 1954. He didn't drink enough then. <clears throat> yeah. Let's see here. What? This is this is an odd thing. I don't think I read this before. It said uh, a 16-year-old youth whose parents were friends of Gein and who attended ball games and movies with him reported that Gein kept shrunken heads in his house, which Gein had described as relics from the Philippines sent by a cousin who had served uh, on the islands during World War II. <laughs> it's just this motherfucker, was, he was mm. making up lies about these uh, heads that he had exhumed from graves and saying that it was sent to him for the Philippines, which honestly is kind of a good cover-up back in those times. like People would be like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what the hell do they do in the Philippines? Oh, we conquer <laughs> other tribes. Um, 
the woman, if the women are attractive, great. If they aren't, we kill them and then we just chop off their heads and shrink them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and upon further investigation, we just throw in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Um, upon further investigation of that, though, they they did uh, find that he used these carefully peeled from corpses skins and wore them as masks as well. Um, yeah, he was also a suspect in in other unsolved cases in Wisconsin, including uh, disappearances of Evelyn Hartley. Um, which who was a lacrosse babysitter. I, I don't know. They don't have any more information on that, but um, uh, let's see here. Yeah, basically that, that was pretty well it on, on that, but let's see, he ended up dying in 19. Let's see. Did I say 1984? I think it's 84. It's 84. He was, he died at 77 at the age of 77. Yeah. But he eventually, he died in a mental institution from like, I think it was cancer and he had something else. So honestly, he probably should have just took his own life, but he didn't, he died from cancer, which is probably just as bad. So I don't know. Um, let's see. Yeah. Yeah, basically, the some of the aftermath, uh, his house and property were scheduled to be auctioned off uh, the 30th of March in 1958. Um, and people were saying that, you know, they were going to create a sort of tourist attraction, which I wish they would have. You know, before when I was talking about, I wish I could go to this house. Well, we can't. Uh, someone burned it down, actually. <laughs> uh, arson was suspected. So someone burned that house down, unfortunately. But. Uh, you should be able to find his grave still, or at least where it was. I think someone stole the tombstone, uh, but I think it wasn't too long ago that you could actually go and still see like the, the tombstone and stuff like that, or the actual grave site. But man, that's pretty much it with Ed. He's, he's a fucked up guy. If you guys want more information on that, there's, you know, you can read psycho. You can, I mean, there's so many different resources out there. There's a couple documentaries you can find online. Um, and obviously I did most of the talk in this episode, as you guys could tell, but, um, uh, we were kind of, I don't know, we were kind of sh- short again because it was a crazy week. I started a new job. Christian's preparing to interview for, for some new stuff and he just got back from vacation. So hopefully we didn't bore you guys. Hopefully you found it interesting. Uh, Christian, you got any final thoughts, man? It is a very interesting occurrence. And what's amazing about this is that Ed Gein was only convicted of two murders. Actually, was he only convicted of one? Two. It was two. It, it was, was, it was, it was officially two and suspected maybe of a few others. But yet he's lived in this infamy for this duration of time ever since 1957. So that's uh, 61 years. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, we're still talking about <laughs> some, some insane person, but, 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 for a second, just just put yourself in the perspective of Ed Gein. What could have compelled him to do this? Let's say I, I I think he was completely ignorant of the ramifications. I I I don't think he was a truly evil person, and I, I that would be illustrated when you read about Ted Bundy, when you read about uh, um, not even John Wayne Gacy, uh, who's the other individual. Jeffrey Dahmer, guys like actually not even Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, uh, what's the Ramirez? Uh, something. Yeah, Ricky. yeah, Ramirez. It's Ramirez. Those guys are true evil. 
Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gacy, and uh, this Ed Gein guy were all had elements of innocence, and it's scary. It's really scary um, to think what what that that they teeter on the brink of committing these crimes, and they did. They did. They had they had certain uh, inclinations to do this, and and uh, is it insanity? Is it just uh, is it just how they grew up? I don't know. It's strange, but. It, it's fascinating at the same time. Um, other talking points I have, it, it's it's terrifying. It's terrifying that, it that seemingly normal individuals can commit these crimes. Um, but uh, like I like Trevor said, he did speak most of this episode, uh, and and I, I do thank him for that. And hopefully, I offered enough color commentary to keep it interesting. Trevor definitely. <laughs> Trevor definitely offered some some good points, and I I didn't need to I didn't need to interject. I really did not. I think he covered covered essentially everything. What do you have, Trevor? Yeah, I, I'm hoping so. Dude, I, funny enough, I, I have you ever heard of the those little figures like toy figures that are called Funko Pops or whatever? You ever heard uh, of those? No, no, no. It's kind of it's kind of like a little bobblehead thing. Well, I started collecting them, and funny enough, my second one that I've purchased so far is Norman Bates. So, I thought that was fitting with the topic today. So I just wanted to share that, and I also wanted to say that like if you guys have are are collectors of these like sinister photos or send me the photos, I'm fascinated with it. I'm kind of geeking out over it. Christian's probably like making fun of me in the back of his mind right now, but you know, um, yeah, well. I think it's cool. I, I want I, what I really want to do is get a collection going for like the podcast. So I want to get figures that are themed around the podcast, so like aliens, uh, Bigfoot. There's a Bigfoot one out there, but it's one hundred fifty dollars. Unfortunately, uh, maybe if we make it, maybe if we ever made money from this someday, then maybe we could purchase. Also, it, also, I'm gonna, I, I'm going to harp on the paranormal. If you guys have a particular destination that we may be able to access and tour, and just say, hey, what's going on here? That would be fantastic. That that I'm I'm on the paranormal train. I was as was evident in the last episode. That's my forte. If you have locations that we can visit, uh, we're we're very discreet. Nothing has to be. We we can even sign something that says that we won't uh, disclose the information, the location, anything to that extent. But we would just like to investigate, check it out, and we can make um, certain ambiguous statements about our experience. Um, yeah. Uh, as for conspiracies, I don't think you can, you can sort of facilitate a conspiracy. It, it's, it's in the past. It's happened. <laughs> it is what it is, but paranormal, we can definitely investigate. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And it keeps our audience involved. Um, um, yeah, yeah. And, and actually going to these places actually helps us a lot too because you know most of the some of the topics well probably most of the topics that you guys will hear are from us just researching and that's no like actual experience there but if you guys do i'm glad it's the first that up five links cool. i think it'd be cool to actually like record an episode like at one of these places i think that'd be really cool we perform very amateur research we look at the first five links within google search that's it um, but we 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 refine the, the topics that we feel need to be discussed, um, and then we we operate from there. Yeah, and again, I wanted to say this uh, in case you forgot already, but uh, if you guys could leave a review, uh, send a picture of the five star review to our email. Uh, that's at 
what lies beneath podcast at Gmail and we will send you a sticker and we will also read your comment on the, the, the episode proceeding. Um, again, thank you guys. We, we've still, we're, we've still grown quite a bit, even though we, we missed a week last week and we do apologize for that, but hopefully we're back on the uh, schedule. So anyways, guys, we appreciate you. We can't wait till next one. And if you guys do have any more topics, um, ideas, send them our way. We definitely love to research them, but yep. Till next time later. Later.